am P.M. Kester, and welcome to the How to Take a Break podcast. This is a wellness-centered podcast presented by P.M. Kester Enterprises that examines the different types of breaks people take and why you need to incorporate breaks into your life. Let's start the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of How to Take a Break the Podcast. Joining me today is Chelsea Towns, the owner of Lettering Works, for an episode I am fondly calling Taking a Break for Art and Strategy. Chelsea, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me today. I am so excited to have you here And you guys, I thought that she was the perfect person to kind of broach this topic because um, a lot of us launched businesses right before the pandemic or during the pandemic. And there seems to be, you know, if you're on social media, a thing about having an issue with connecting with your brand. What is your brand? I have a business. Do I need a brand? What is my brand? Why is this important? So just checking out Chelsea's site and she's going to go into a little bit of background about her business. I thought that taking a break for art and strategy with the emphasis on branding would be such a great topic. And I'm so happy to have you here to chat with us about it. And we're just going to go into the first question right after rip the bandaid off a little bit, which is share with the listeners your background. Tell us more about lettering works. Yeah, so I'm a lettering artist and brand designer, and I really got my start all the way back in high school. So looking back, I was pretty entrepreneurial from a young age. I got paid to paint other girls' nails with fun nail art. (laughs) I even sold cupcake and popsicle soaps at my senior art show as part of my design work. Um, And I went on to study graphic design and Spanish and marketing and started my own business. Actually, Lettering Works was started right after graduating college. So I've been in business for over five years now. And from there, from starting that business in central Illinois, I spent about three years there in Peoria, specifically growing the business through working with local businesses, creating logos and other custom artwork, as well as selling my own line of art products at the local museum and airport. And then in 2019, I moved to Chicago and I've really since grown and scaled my business quite a bit. And at this point, in addition to those branding services, custom artwork and products that I have, I also offer educational resources for other artists looking to follow their passions and start their own businesses. Oh, wow. See, that is so good. And right there, so I will say I have like two things that it ran through my head. One was how you were able to kind of lock in and start your business right after graduating. The young lady that, um, Lisa Speransky, I, I interviewed her for Ivy Tutors Network and she started her business while she was in college and has sustained it. Worked a nine to five, the business sustained for these years while she was working a nine to five, she stepped away and is now with this business full time. But what caught me is that this is something that she started immediately after graduating, much like yours. So I, I always find that interesting because a lot of times right after college, you find people that don't know what they're going to do next, right? I actually have a college sophomore. She'll be a junior next year. Fingers crossed. 
like, yes. But that's she's starting to have these these thoughts and stuff in her head, like, you know, what is going to be next? What, what am I going to do? So I think it's so interesting that you kind of locked in to, I'm going to open this business. I'm going to start this in college. What kind of propelled that thought? How did you know that that was going to be the next step for you? Yeah. So I feel like I'm one of the very unique individuals that's really known exactly what I wanted to do since I was about 15 or 16 years old. Okay. It traces back to my first graphic design class in high school. So I was really lucky in that we had graphic design classes available and um, I was very involved in the art department and really kind of fell into graphic design as that kind of, okay, I know I want to do something with art. I don't really know how to make money with art. Graphic design is almost the safer option when it comes to that, or at least that was my perception when I was getting started. And then I went on a field trip to an advertising agency as part of an English class, actually. And that kind of sparked everything of this is what I want to do. This is it. This is all the things that I'm interested in. I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to work on this. And really what happened was I had that very clear vision since about 16 said, Mm -hmm. I want to work at this agency. I wanted to work at a big agency in Chicago, did all these different things. I got a bunch of internships and jobs related to graphic design throughout college. And then kind of what happened was had this long-term, maybe five years out of college, I would maybe start my own business. But because I had such a clear idea of what I wanted to do, kind of did it all throughout college. And it accelerated me to this point where an opportunity came up to pitch this business idea and I ended up winning startup funding and that kind of made the decision to just jump into it after college and skip the corporate world altogether. Wow it just I love it because it seems like the stars kind of everything just aligned and you just had that in you to to get things moving. I like that. I like that. Okay. I'm going to go hop into question number two, but I have some stuff on the back burner. I'm going to see if it's going <laughs> to, if you're going to end up asking, answering one of these. Um, so question number two, what exactly is branding and why is it important for your business? I know on your website, you, you talk about branding. You said that you're a graphic designer. How, how does that all that work with branding? What is branding? Why is it so important? Absolutely. So branding is all of the unique things that make you or your company who you are. It's everything from your logo to the colors that you use to the fonts, but also the language that you use, your values, and the way you as a business owner or even an employee show up. So it's all of these different things coming together. And how graphic design relates to that is that's a really big visual piece of it. So that's kind of where I come in for the visuals, the strategy, and that component. And then ultimately, it's really important to have a well-defined brand for your business because your brand is your way of communicating to your ideal clients and really letting people know if you have something that would benefit them. So it's important that you make your brand in a way that attracts the right people for what you offer and that you can deliver on these promises that you're making and really line up with the right people because I think one of the biggest lessons in branding is that you have to build your identity from truth and that there's a business or an opportunity or a target market for everyone. So you don't necessarily have to attract everyone. That's a huge mistake I see in businesses. Oh, we're serving everyone, anyone age 25 plus. That's our target market. There's so much more to it in lining up with the right people. And one thing that I think is really related to what you mentioned earlier is being in relation to this pandemic. So in relation to the pandemic, I think your brand can be used as a tool to help you navigate some of these tough challenges and these really difficult situations. And I love to use the question, are you on brand or is this on brand to personally 
really helped me think through how to best respond in alignment with the values I have set up in my business and my brand. So this also goes for positive opportunities and taking advantage of different opportunities and things that are in front of you and figuring out what's right for you. So I always encourage my clients, I use it myself to use this question of, are you on brand? And keep that in mind as a way of kind of navigating these opportunities and challenges and kind of going back to those values that we build our business on, what we care about, what we believe in and how we why we're doing this, you know, the how and the why and everything behind it. And so much so I love the question that I even have a mini course on the topic titled that because I think it's a really good question if you take nothing else away to take that question and think, is this on brand? Because it's not just a matter of, yes, I'm going to do this or no, I'm not going to do this. It needs to really line up with that deeper why and meaning. Oh, that was a mouthful, but it was good. One big thing that stuck out to me was you have to build your identity from truth. I think that a big mistake that I see, um, I'm on Instagram a lot and I'm thankful for it because that is actually where I saw my audience was. I feel more at home and comfortable on Facebook, you know, family and friends, but my listeners, for whatever reason, all seem to be on Instagram for the most part, which is interesting because then I could see people launching businesses, Everyone's in fitness, people in wellness and things like that. But you see that what works for one person may not work for the other person. And I think it's because people are not connecting with their identity. Like they're thinking that it's almost like if I do food, I have to do food the same way that everybody else is doing food. If I'm doing wellness, I have to do stuff the same way everyone else does wellness. And so, but from, if I'm hearing you correctly, that's kind of like the brand thing. You have to figure out that could be a deterrent for people because it may not, what works for them may not work for you because that's not connected with your identity. That's not rooted in your truth. Absolutely. I think that's exactly it. And that's the biggest thing of branding that sometimes gets glossed over when we just think about designs or a logo as your brand, but it's so much deeper than that. And it really has to reflect you as an owner or as a person or what you believe in and what you want your business to accomplish. Because if you just focus on this person over here is making this wellness brand work because she's doing this, that's not necessarily going to be true for you. Or Mm -hmm. you can force it and maybe it'll work, but you're not going to be happy as a result. Mm. So I think really diving into that identity and putting your own identity and your what you care about into your business and your brand is going to get that alignment. I don't think you have to have a perfect alignment of how you live your life and the brand that you have, but there has to be something there because your personal vision, your personal goals in life is going to need to kind of influence your business as well, because your business is supporting that bigger vision. So if you ignore that and you just say, this person's doing this, I'm going to do that too. We pull that piece out and we don't have that same identity put into it. That's really going to fuel your ultimate success and happiness. Yes. Love it. That's good. That's good. That's a jam. That's a breakaway. All right. (laughs) So the next question is, um, you've been in business for five years, but this is something that's been rooted in your truth since you were 16 years old. What has been the biggest lesson that you have learned so far in your business? 
Yeah, I love this question because I've learned so many different lessons. <laughs> but I think the biggest lesson that I've learned in business so far is to work with people you like. And it seems a little obvious, but when you're just starting out, it's really easy to be willing to work with anyone and do anything, even if it's outside of what you feel is really best for you or even best for the client. And the more I've been able to align myself and my business with the right people, the people who share similar values and goals and value what I do, the happier I am in business and in life overall. And I think one really important lesson that goes along with that is really being honest with yourself about what you actually like doing and the type of people you really like to work with. So I think it's okay to turn away projects that aren't really a good fit because it opens up an opportunity for something better to come along. But a lot of times we get into this scarcity mindset really of more opportunities aren't coming. I have to say yes to this, even though it's not the right fit. And I've just learned sometimes the hard way, sometimes not the hard way that working with people that you really like makes all the difference in business and in life. And you can go to sleep happy and comfortable versus being stressed out and like tearing out your hair and crying because it's just not a good fit. And I've yes. had the full range of experiences. And I think most people in entrepreneurship and business ownership have as well. So that's really like the number one lesson. And I tell anyone looking to start a business to really think about that. Like when you see those gut, you have those gut reactions or see those initial signs to like walk away from that. If you know in your heart or just in your mind or gut that this isn't a good fit, this isn't lined up with your vision, your brand, what mm -hmm. you care about, your identity, then it's yes. okay to walk away from it and, and help them out. Send them to somebody else who'd be a better fit because it goes back to that whole idea of branding that you're not going to be for everyone and everyone's not Ooh, going to like be that. for you. Yes, that that's it. And I think I've heard other people say that you're not going to be for everyone and everyone is not for you. I think sometimes we say that, um, you know, of course, I'm a mother of two girls. So I say that to them about friendships because, you know, girls and friendships like, you know, everybody's not supposed to be your friend or you're not for everyone. But there's a business component to that is right. Um, you know, everyone is not a partnership for you. They might have all these followers and stuff like that. But if you are not aligned, it's not a good fit. So don't force yourself in those situations. So, yes, very good lesson. <laughs> very good lesson. You talked about earlier on about passion and being passionate about this artwork. You knew when you walked up in this building when you were like 16, you saw the people at the ad agency and you were like, that's what I'm going to do. This is it. And just looking at you and how you talk and just like the ease of which you say these things, it's clear that you're passionate about what you do. Do you think it's important for people to be passionate about their businesses or is that only one component of a successful business? I might be a little biased because I feel like passion is one of my strengths and has definitely helped me be successful in business. But I do think it's really essential. And that's because that passion is going to motivate you to do all the things you don't want to do. So maybe I'm really passionate about the actual creation of the design, the strategy, the artwork itself. But there's a lot of other things I have to do in business that I'm not so passionate or excited about, like filing taxes and accounting in general and all these different uh, things, yes. whether it's just <laughs> sending an invoice 
talking with clients. It's not that I don't like talking with clients. It's just, I'd rather be with a notebook and sketching ideas. But I think that passion really fuels me to be able to do all those tasks with some sort of energy, with some Uh sort of enthusiasm that you can't necessarily have and, and use if you weren't passionate to begin with. Then it's just a job. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs go into business because they're excited about something. There's something that really lights them up and fuels their energy because entrepreneurship isn't an easy alternative to a nine to five. It's just a very yes. different one. Yes. See, look, Paul's freeze frame. <laughs> entrepreneurship is not an easy alternative to a nine to five job because that um, has irked me for so long, but especially these past couple of years, because I um, you gotten older and I have more friends who are entrepreneurs and I see how hard I feel like I said, I think you're working harder than me. This seems so much more stressful and it is. And I think that there is this thing out here of being your own boss. It's like this easy task. So yes, to what you just said, (laughs) it is not an easy alternative. So with all of this work and helping to build other, other businesses, how do you take a break? What do you What do you do to take a break from work? What advice can you offer our listeners on how to take a break from their jobs or what they do, their passion? Yeah. So I personally take a break from work in a few different ways. So one would be traveling, two, spending time with family, and three, doing some personal projects that really excite me. And that kind of ties into that passion, passion projects, things like that. So first off, Traveling's essential for me. And that's really because I really, really love my work. So it can be really easy, especially in the pandemic, to just keep working. And even when I should be taking a break, I find myself still sketching ideas or still doing all these different things in business. And it's because I enjoy it. But at the same time, we need to take breaks. So I find that when I'm traveling, especially internationally, I really have a much easier time unplugging and using that time to find inspiration rather than just being pulled to work or excited by work. And then additionally, I always love spending time with my family, whether it's having my parents visit in Chicago or visiting them or visiting other extended family members. So having this flexible schedule of being an entrepreneur really allows me to be more present with them and take a break when I carve out that time. So I have those opportunities to spend time with family and be flexible and move things around to work with their schedule. Because that's one of the nice things of being an entrepreneur. I often have a more flexible schedule than some friends and family members. So being able to use that. And then lastly, I just really enjoy working on personal projects. And these are actually pretty often similar to the work that I get paid to do. But because they're just for fun, I'm really able to focus more on the aspects that I really enjoy, such as that ideating or drawing and less on those other needed parts of business, whether that's communicating with the clients or revising designs, going through a lot of revisions or even sending invoices. And I can really focus on the creative piece. So I find that to be a break sometimes because I'm able to just sit there without a specific objective and create in in a more pure form. Um, And then to your question about advice for others, I think my biggest tip for those who are looking to take a break, whether it's from work or entrepreneurship, is to actually block out that personal time first in your calendar. So by prioritizing it and protecting it, you're going to ensure that it's 
going to be there. You're going to spend that time. You have to stick to it. It's not just put it in your calendar and then skip over it, but really stick to that and, and block that out first and then work your work around it because you need that personal time. You need to take a break. You need to refresh and it will really lead you to not burning out as easily. And I think that's super important in the creative fields, but also in any type of entrepreneurship and really any nine to five job. If you're not blocking out that personal time, you're not taking those breaks. You're not I always struggle with taking a break, but not really acknowledging it's a break. If you're just not being productive and then you call that your break, like that's not really a break. That's not refreshing. So making sure you're actually blocking out this time in your calendar and taking that time and actually using it for personal things, doing what you want to do, taking a break and taking frequent breaks. And that ultimately is going to make you more attentive and efficient in your work. And I think that's super important too. Sometimes we get this perception, if I just keep going and keep going, I can keep creating and keep making and and grow my business, but you really do need to take a break. And this is coming from somebody who absolutely loves what they do. And if uh-huh. it was possible for me to work 24 seven, I probably would just because I enjoy it that much. But I've learned more and more through business that breaks are absolutely essential. And that personal time and blocking that out first is for me, it's been the best way to protect that time, ensure that I'm making time for that and prioritizing that because it can be so easy to just skip yourself and not take care of yourself when owning a business and wanting to see it be successful. That's right. Well, y'all, you've heard it again, blocking the time off. I feel like you might be the third or fourth person we've had on here talking about a method of blocking time off to take a break. If it's not there, you won't do it. You will let everybody schedule over your time. You will ignore yourself. And you won't give yourself that break, that rest, that recharge. Because even if you are passionate about what you do, I think it's easy to get burned out. And we all need that mental break. We need that rest. Um, I I have a a thing that's going to come on my phone at 8.30 to tell me, start bedtime preparations. (laughs) And, you know, I need that. That that kind of, it walks me through my steps. Like, you know, I take a shower by this time reading for 30 minutes. That's something that I'm trying to make a priority again in my life. That's my break um, to do that. But yeah, blocking off the time, a repeat message I think is needed. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Chelsea, tell everybody where we can find you. Want your website, your social handles, all of that. Yeah. So you can find me across social media at LetteringWorks or directly on my website, LetteringWorks.com. And I also have a separate website for the online courses that I offer. So that website is Courses.LetteringWorks.com. All right. And you guys, all of her contact information will be in the show notes and just hang on for a little bit. And I will be back with the three breakaways. And we are back to get right into these three breakaways. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Chelsea and we're going to go right into it. The three breakaways for taking a break for art and strategy. Breakaway number one, you have to build your identity from truth. So many times when we are presenting ourselves to the world, Uh, And of course, we hit this from a business angle, but I think it's a good lesson on how we present ourselves in general. Sometimes the real us is not the us that people meet out in the world. And what happens is it gets harder and harder 
to figure out which you you're going to be that day. It's very important when you are in a business, when you can connect with, right, your identity, your truth. So stop and ask yourself, is the you that you are presenting to the world via your business, your social media, how you're interacting with friends and family, is this identity rooted in truth? And what's keeping you from that? So that's breakaway number one. You have to build your identity from truth. Number two, be honest with yourself about what you like to do and the people you want to work with. Again, I gave this argument about so many of us doing the same thing, right? We're, everyone is doing the fitness thing. I don't say everyone, but there are a lot of people doing fitness. There are a lot of chefs. There are a lot of podcasters. Now, everything that we do, is not for everybody. We can't, <laughs> it's again, it's connecting with this identity built from truth. So you having a tea endorsement may not be honest with what you do. You might hate tea. So just because <laughs> someone says that, oh, you need to have an endorsement because you're a podcaster or an endorsement and you have a food endorsement because you're a chef, that might not align with who you are, the truth of who you are. So be honest with yourself about what you like to do and the people you want to work with. You may not want to work with the person that everyone's trying to align you with. Y'all's ideologies may not align. Sometimes we can't force these square pegs into round circles. All right. So breakaway number one, you have to build your identity from truth. Breakaway number two, be honest with yourself about what you like to do and the people you want to work with. And I want to tag on to that one. I wrote down, get out of the scarcity mindset. Because sometimes we think that if we don't present ourselves in a certain way, if we don't work with the people and the things they're presenting with us, we'll never have that opportunity again. I'm here to tell you that is wrong. Talk to a successful person and you will find out that it's wrong. Don't work in that mindset. All right, number three, you're not going to be for everyone. I like to think that this podcast can resonate with everyone. But right now, if I were to pull back and see who my audience was, this is really geared toward overwhelmed women who are trying to align with their purpose. They want to find time in their day to cross off goals. And really at the root of it, they're trying to align time in their day to get and connect with their purpose. But all of most of my letters and comments and things come from women. I think that this podcast is for every on a broad scale. Sure, any overwhelmed person should be able to connect with the breakaways here. But no. It's not going to be for everyone. Someone's going to listen to one of these episodes and half of people may like it, half of people don't. You're not going to be for everyone. Don't try to cater to everyone. Cater to yourself. Be true to you. I'm going to repeat those three breakaways again. You have to build your identity from truth. Be honest with yourself about what you like to do and the people you want to work with. And number three, you're not going to be for everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. All of the vital information are in the show comments. I would love to hear from you.
Thanks for taking a break to listen to the episode. Connect with me at P.M. Kester, that's K-E-S-T-E-R on Instagram, or email thekestergroup at gmail.com. As always, subscribe, rate, and review us on your platform of choice. Until next time, find a little time to take a break. Bye.